I think yoga is the practice of paying attention. On this podcast, Yoga Strong, we talk about what paying attention on the mat, what being aware and being present, whether you're in the studio or out of the studio or in the kitchen or with your family or with your friends in connection, in your heart, in your head. What does paying attention look like for your life? That's what this podcast is all about. That's what Yoga Strong is about. It's not just strong in your muscles and strong in your movement on the mat. It's strong everywhere. This is Yoga Strong with your host, Bonnie Weeks. Welcome, y'all. It's podcast time. And today, today I have a story for you. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) You know, as I was talking to a friend this past week, all of a sudden I was, you know, paying attention to the story I was telling it, it made me pause and I thought, oh, this is why I talk about sex. I think the story, I don't know if I want to say like an overall, this is why, but this I think is a big reason why I think it's important to share stories about sex. And I have the whole series of <laughs> let's talk about sex. So this is an episode to share with you why I talk about sex. And again, this is not going to be include all of the things. It's probably not going to dive into detail how much I enjoy sex or how important I think it is to talk about sex with kids that does not make them more sexually active it makes them more educated and this isn't necessarily going to be a podcast where I dive into um, like my own childhood stories about learning about sex and things this is in specific a story I'm going to share from a couple years ago a couple years ago I was the leader of the women's group within the Mormon church in our particular congregation. So those people with a Mormon background will know that as the Relief Society, Relief Society president. So the Relief Society president is the role of the person who organizes events, organizes service, organizes the lessons and kind of helps people be in the know and and be included and be aware of each other. And it was um, a gift to do that. And the people and friends that I made within the church and those other women that I worked with are very dear to my heart, even to this day. You know, there was this one time, so we would hold monthly events and every event was different. And I often would organize events or, or we would talk about organizing events where if there were that would have more than one part, like one facet of, of focus. So maybe somebody is interested in one of those things and the other things they wouldn't even necessarily have come for, but then they were going to be there and they're really interested in one of those things. And then the, the other things they would get to learn and learn from each other and, and, and just 
have more exposure to things than maybe they would have chosen for themselves and walk away feeling grateful that they were there. And we communicated really well with, with those folks and people showed up and it felt really successful in, in measuring success in this instance, in the way that people were excited to come. Uh, there was a large gathering of people that showed up um, a good response. People enjoyed the learning. And um, in the Mormon church, it was this idea of, you know, because I think a lot of, a lot of us, you know, it's like this exploration of, of um, sexual, I don't, I don't necessarily want to use the word uh, oppression, but almost um, ignorance, maybe, um, uh, just like out of sight, out of mind, like, don't talk about it. That's not the thing we talk about. And, you know, within church settings, and this is not, you know, this is like for lots of, lots of religious groups and, um, it's this, you know, conversation around women's responsibility to not be enticing for men, um, and that we are inherently enticing. Right. And so, conversations of modesty, conversations of um, abstinence, um, very much all fear-based though. And yet within at least the church, it's like a, a, a building tenant, a building foundation piece of that is this relationship of a husband and wife and of a marriage and of this partnership. And that the family was central and is central to God's plan. And the, that begins with the couple. And so, you know, this whole kind of background of, you know, how do you speak about sexuality to youth and having really good examples of, of some of that um, from some people and then a lot of like discomfort from other people, but it's really just because it, it stems from a culture of not talking about it in general. So I, I don't, it's not necessarily like a, a blame on anybody. I think it's a at large culture thing. And then also can be a religious specific culture thing. Um, but that's my experience anyway. So we we're going to do this event and this event was in specific, then talking about marriage and marriage is central to God's plan, according to kind of the doctrine and the family. And, and so, you know, and to be sealed in a Mormon temple and the sealing is, is a really important, important piece of, you know, the belief of, of the, of the doctrine. And so we're going to do this event on marriage and Prior to the event, we set out, sent out a questionnaire, uh, a survey, and it was a, a Google Doc. It was anonymous, and we asked lots of different questions about marriage and just really like, so like, what kind of topics do these people that were around want to talk about if they had an open forum and could talk about things? We did ask some sort of question about sensuality slash sexual sexual. I don't know. I'm not sure how it was worded, but there was something like slightly like in there that had a little bit of a slant to it. And that's not something that really is, is dove into and talked about, right? Cause it's, it's talked about that you don't really talk about it or do those things or any of that until you get married. And then when you get married, it's all good, but then don't talk to anybody else besides your spouse and you. And, 
maybe your bishop who's in charge of the congregation who has no training. So there's some things there that are really difficult and, and people who are very lonely and, and, um, when people started responding to the survey, people shared real shit. They shared really intimate things. They shared things that were really hard ways that they felt like they were not being seen or used for sex ways that they were not acknowledged things that they were worried about uh things about body image things about all of this stuff and i think in that in that moment it you know the other women who i had had kind of helping me organize things and we just kind of sat and looked at these things and thought oh my gosh like this really needs to be talked about and how do we do this and so this is happening we're planning this event and with this idea that marriage and partnership is important and you know this is not very long you know this is gosh I don't know how long ago this was at this very moment, but let's put it even like six or seven years ago, because it was not long ago that I, that I really left as well. And, and the bishop, so the bishop is the person who is leading that congregation. Nobody is paid for their, these positions. So it's all volunteer positions. Mine was volunteer. Um, he has some people, some women coming to him telling him that we're putting on some event about marriage and how inappropriate they feel like it is. And he talked to me about this. I won. And even before that, I got notes on like tape to my house door that we didn't have a, a from signature on them. Um, there were like these handwritten notes of uh, this, like at least one I had one of, of why it was a bad idea and, and why I was not being inclusive. And you know what, if it was a single woman, then that makes sense how that might felt, might have felt like it was hitting, you know, a heart space home, be like, wow, I'm not partnered. And <laughs> And there's this belief within the church that we talk about all the time about marriage and a partnership being really important. And, and so I was really confused. I was like, wow, this is fascinating. And the bishop called me into the office and, you know, as so we'd have like chats about like organizational things and service things and whatever him and I would work together on those sorts of things. And, and he um, called me as so we could have a conversation about, about this and said he was, you know, just getting feedback from people and from these people who were coming to him. And I was, I was not happy. And it's in that moment that I, I felt really angry, actually. And, and there has been a few times where I have felt anger. And anger because 
there is people suffering. And I understand that if you are alone and if you do not have a partner, how that is hard too. And if people are talking about partnership, people are talking about marriage, like those sorts of things, like, yeah, that's like, maybe not like there was never the pressure to like go to every event and every event can never be for every person. If we're going to go like hiking, that's not gonna be for everybody, but then we're going to have like a dinner the next time. And that's going to be for everybody. Then we're going to have, uh, somebody is going to teach how to make some sort of home decor thing. That's not going to be for everybody. Somebody's going to teach on how on photography that will be for other people. So, you know, there's a variety of things. We really tried to have a variety of things. And I just remember him talking to me about this and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, I just, I didn't get it. I didn't understand. And to have gotten this feedback from people where they felt so alone and they didn't have anybody to talk to. And it was an empty form and and they might not have their families and they might not have somebody else who's a close friend. And, and all of a sudden they had a place where they could say, my husband is not treating me kindly. And, and where they could share questions about, about what they think about their own body image and, and, and how they're teaching their kids. And it was real shit <laughs> and it needed to be talked about. And it was just being brushed aside. Like, why is this a big deal? And um, I was mad. <laughs> I was mad. And also knew that then it was all going to be under the scrutiny of like, under the church umbrella of like what's appropriate or not to be talked about and things. And I think in this moment in my now, I, I wish I would have done things differently because you know what, we tempered it down and we didn't dive into those things. One, I, I hardly had experience myself, but I didn't really need to have experience. It was, it was really just, I needed to just open a door. And I think sometimes it is that with each other. We don't have to have the answers for each other. And most often we probably but we need the door open for us sometimes just so there's a little bit of air. So maybe we can breathe and find the answers for ourselves. And I'm really sad that I don't lean into that more. And in a community that is like that, that I know, like I know how to, how to speak that language. I, I could put on the dress and walk back into a building and, and people would not know that I was not Mormon. Like I know how to, I know how to play that part. But I'm not interested in acting. And, and so creating spaces and creating conversations where we talk about these things for real and where and where it matters to me that people can have an open door and use me and use this podcast as an excuse to talk about things. I, I've shared this before on one of the Let's Talk About Sex episodes about how I started reading Women's Health Magazine. I was in the church and the Women's Health Magazine always would include, there's always some little tidbits about something with along the lines of sexuality. And I would often reading it, read it when I was on a car trip. 
And I was a passenger on those car trips. And my kid's dad then at the time, like he would be driving and I'd be like, oh, look at this. And I would read something to him that maybe I'd never even thought of or heard of. And, and then it would provide an opportunity for us to talk about it. And so it was like the gateway, it was the door open to dive into more things. And, and maybe this podcast is that for you. And maybe it's something else, but at least those episodes of why do I talk about sex? And so, you know, like I said, at the beginning, there's, there could be a variety of reasons. One being like in my own exploration in my own transformation and evolution of the past several years, like I fucking love sex <laughs> and I, I am grateful to know that. And I've grown a lot and learned a lot about myself in that exploration and the person I've become because of that, I would not trade for anything. And when I really think about these episodes and why I talk about sex here on the podcast, I think about this event and those women who I don't know if they have had those conversations even since who are still there in the church and still maybe not encouraged or talked to in those ways and not asked those questions because, you know, you quote, don't ask those questions and who want to, and who want to have the door open and who want to feel less alone and who want to feel like, like they belong to. So this is why we talk about sex and this is why it's also important that, that my kids grow up with this as a normal conversation, as a thing that is just part of life. And it's not something to be hidden. It's not something to be ashamed that we should be ashamed of talking about. Will Bolshevitz is Dr. Will Bolshevitz is, is uh, he's a self-proclaimed poop doctor. He's a gastro gastroenterology. Wow. I'm not, I'm going to totally screw up that name. He's a gut doctor. And he really has dove into like the food science part of gut health. And he talks a lot about how poop is the indicator of your health. And I'm like, I love this. Like we, like everybody poops, everybody poops. <laughs> and also what are we having for breakfast? And also like, how's your sleep? And also when's the last you know, what's the last book you read? And also when did you put your bare feet in grass last? Right. How many, uh, like when's the last time you talked to somebody you love? All these pieces are part of our lives. They're all part of our lives. And this is why I talk about sex. Thank you for listening to all these stories. I have no idea where they will continue to go. I know that I'm excited to keep continuing. And I know that it's felt meaningful to me to share them, to share stories and to share conversation. It's really meaningful to me to hear back from you and hear how that, how, how these 
stories and the experience that you have then in response has affected your life. Thank you. Thank you for sharing those. Thank you for leaving reviews on the podcast and, and sharing it with the people that you care about. And thank you for showing up and paying attention in your life in the many ways that that looks from moment to moment as we walk through our days and evenings. <laughs> You're wonderful. You are wonderful. I'll talk to you soon.